Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Ratchet Book Club, Hood Classics, Good Classics, Derek, you can call me Rashani, 916-633-1537, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, Podchaser, go ahead and leave a review, go ahead and type in the name, leave a podcast review for all of my shows, I do a lot of these fuckers, um, yeah, I think that's about it. DMs, you can hit me there too, and we will read them on here because it's a it's a book club. It's not just me, you know. It's all of us. Um, but <clears throat> real quick, from Roy from the Let Me Tell You Something Bitch podcast, she says Gavin is so vapid. He doesn't understand that Annalise not wanting to be with him has nothing to do with Dela or Zakia. They could die, and she still ain't gonna want you, bro. And that's absolutely correct. He just can't let go of what's going on around him, and it's only gonna lead him to further ruin and embarrassment. I mean, really, he needs to shut his fucking mouth because him not shucking, shutting, shuck, shucking the fuck up led James to find Annalise, which now has them in a relationship with one another. And Led that nigga to get his ass whooped, which I'm completely fine with. Every time Gavin gets hands laid on him, I am happy as shit because a nigga won't stop laying hands on ladies. Period. He's a fucking coward and he's putting hands on women. Period. He's a fucking loser. He called it himself. I'm just confirming it. Yes, nigga, you're a loser. You're an abusive ass loser. Go home. Put your head under a pillow and hold it there. Chapter 23. Zakia. Did this nigga really call me with this bullshit? I smirked and shook my head and then set my phone on the bed. Gavin must have lost his damn mind. He got just what he had coming for calling me all out the blue with that foolishness. I guess he was trying to rattle my damn nerves, but two could play that game. Shit, I was the queen of games. Ain't called in months and I want to reach out to ask me about his damn wife being pregnant. He could have just asked that bitch, I hissed, making myself madder. The bigger my stomach got, the more tired I became. This pregnancy was nothing like the other two. This one was weighing me down, wearing me out. I hardly had enough strength to take care of my personal hygiene. It wasn't like Dayla was stopping by to dick me down. Sure, he was coming to get the kids like clockwork, but fucking with me was off the menu since I ran my mouth and Carmen found out about me being pregnant again. What the fuck made that bitch so special? I had no idea. She was just an ordinary looking chick with no outer features that stood out or anything. That was what made it hard to believe that Dayla would choose her over me and Annalise. Trying not to let it bother me, I called Berinda to see what she was doing. I needed some company. Someone to talk to. Now, that's just me. I bet you she ends up having to deal with Annalise and they become friends. 
Hey, girl, hey, she sang out. I was just thinking about you. What you doing? At home, bored. Where are the kids? Believe it or not, they were my Auntie Joni, I laughed. Seriously? Brenda clowned. She must have had an activity to take them to. You know it, girl, I cracked playfully. Auntie Joni came through when I needed her. Sure, she was a tough cookie when it came to family. She was big on it and wouldn't stop bugging me about making amends with Annalise. Imagine that. Me and that bitch being chummy after we had kids by the same baby daddy? I couldn't see that happening, so my aunt was just wasting her damn time when it came to that shit. So, what's up with you then, Zakia? You ain't got no kids and it's a beautiful day. You want to get out and enjoy some of this sunshine because you know the rain's going to return tomorrow. Yeah, come scoop me up. I got to take a shower and change, so just use your key to come in. Hanging up with Brenda, I quickly got cleaned up and dressed. Sport my new purple maternity jumper, I slid into my white Nike slides and put on the matching headband over the front of my head. That way I wouldn't show my rough edges because I didn't feel like combing my hair. Satisfied with my appearance, I went out to the living room and found Brenda dancing to the music that she was playing on my Echo show. Spinning around after I cleared my throat, she smiled wildly while checking me out from head to toe. Cute girl, really cute, Brenda complimented. You got that pregnant glow and your outfit is to fucking die for. Thanks girl. I wish I felt cute, I whined and then broke out crying. Brenda came and held me while I let it all out. From Annalise getting the money in house, really, we still on that shit? For real? For real? Like, nigga, come on now. Come on. I know you, look, you still mad about that, but we have not yet, this is, this is to the writers, we have not yet learned jack shit about her daddy. We haven't learned why she cares so much. We haven't learned why she didn't get the house. We didn't learn why she didn't get the money. We ain't learned shit, but she's still holding on to it. Like, seriously, either give us some information or let it go like you let Tracy go. From Annalise getting the money in house, to me carrying another one of Dalo's kids, to the phone call from Gavin pertaining to Annalise. It was all too much, but it felt better to let it out. Once I was done and somewhat pulled it together, Brenda released me and then veered back to look me in the eye. Do you want to keep sulking, or do you want to win? Of course I want to win, but how the hell am I going to do that? Taking me over to my desktop, Brenda sat me down and helped me register for Portland Community College. We picked out my classes and filled out my financial aid paperwork and everything. You gotta take control of your life, boo, Brenda encouraged. I'll be here to help with the kids and as a team, we'll make it through. Never think you're alone, Zakia. That's what friends are for. To make you sign up for colleges you never even thought of. I don't know how we got to that point. Where she went from crying to signing up for college. Like the sunshine ain't going to last forever in Portland, sweetie. Like you got to get out and walk around for a second before you look up class and schedule shit. Like Brenda's the one who said, let's go outside in the first place. Now you want to sit down and schedule her for colleges? She already got a business. This just like Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, Becky, sending her daughter to college when her daughter didn't even want to go to USC. That's why he went to jail. I hope Brenda don't go to jail. That will be fucked up. Even though her man's in jail. Probably would love to see her. They ain't going to be in the same jail. Never mind. My best friend's words soothed my soul, but it was instantly disturbed when my auntie started ringing my cell. Thinking it was an emergency with the kids after her third attempt, I went ahead and answered it. Hey, auntie. Is everything okay? Yeah, baby. All is well. I'm just calling to invite you over for dinner. 
I'm already cooking, and the kids wanted me to get you over here, too. Auntie, that sounds good, but Brenda just came by to pick me up. That's even better, Zakia. I haven't seen Brenda in a while. Bring her, too. I am almost certain that Annalise will be there. Covering up the phone, I ran it down to my friend. Once she heard the mention of my auntie cooking, I couldn't keep her away if I tried. Yeah, I guess we'll be there then, I confirmed and hung up. When the food gonna be ready, Brenda teased and giggled. With your greedy ass, I teased. I'm not greedy, boo. I'm hungry. I'm just hungry. And you know your auntie make the best meals. She does. She's cooking now, so we can go ahead and head that way, I suggested and got my keys and handbag. As we drove over to the northeast, I enjoyed the sun and scenery. Portland was so green and beautiful whenever the weather was right because those rainy days could definitely dampen your day in more ways than one. Staying in deep thought until we arrived at my auntie's house, I shook him as soon as I saw my kids. They were out front the gate playing. Auntie Joni had them in some new outfits and shoes that she must have gotten for them. She even braided Daylinda's hair in the cutest style. Smiling widely as I hugged them both, I was reminded that family was important. Yep, Annalise is there. This is this is all this family shit. Is is Annalise is there? With that in mind, I kept it positive when I entered the house with Brenda and the kids. Greeting us with nothing but love, my aunt came over to hug and kiss me. This wasn't like her, so I knew she had to be up to something. What it was, I was anxious to find out. So, what made you cook today, auntie? I asked as we all went into the kitchen. Because we wanted turkey, dressing, and greens, mama, Deshaun yelled out. You never make it anymore. Fuck no, do you know how long it takes to make a goddamn turkey? I mean, I know how long it takes to make a goddamn turkey because I'm a chef. But do you know how long it takes to make a goddamn turkey? I wouldn't make turkey every day. That ain't even a Sunday dinner. Nigga, you better get some ground turkey. It's called spaghetti, bitch. There's turkey in that. You want greens? It's called a salad. Greens take like four or five hours to make. Good. Because first you got to simmer the turkey next. And then you got to get the, I ain't giving y'all my recipe. Fuck y'all niggas. Hire me, bitch. I know, and I'm sorry, baby. I apologize to my son as he continued to cling to me. Also, she's like forever months pregnant. How the fuck she going to make a turkey? She can't even bend over. You want her to drop it low to put a turkey in the oven for you? Do you know how much those things weigh? The nigga's little. I'm going to give him a pass. I apologize to my son as he continued to cling to me. Daylinda was hanging on to one leg while Deshaun had the other. They must have really missed me. All of us sat chatting as my auntie finished up the meal. As me and the kids along with Brenda set the table, there was a knock at the front door. Who else she invited, I mumbled to Brenda. With no time to guess, I got my answer right away. The nerve of my auntie. Hey, hi, Lisey, the kids sang out, shocking me half their death. Mama, Mama, this the nice lady that watches the daddy's huge house. It's so big, Mama. Deshaun went on and on running his damn mouth too much as always. Yeah, nigga, your mom and y'all lived in it. Like, what? This is the woman who lived in the house that we used to live in before we lived in a hotel, motel, holiday inn, daily suite. That's the sentence that should have been said. Ooh, Brenda hummed in my ears. We both watched my kids attack this bitch for some affection. It was taking everything in me not to drag that bitch. 
She was standing there just as pregnant as I was, and it only reminded me that Dela was the one who knocked her up. Keeping the peace in front of the kids and respecting my auntie's house to the fullest, I bit the bullet and greeted her with a friendly, Hello, which I had to force out. Hey, Zakia, is Auntie Joni here? She asked me to come by for an early dinner. Oh, so that's what she up to, I laughed. Yeah, she invited me too. I sure did, my auntie cheered as she brought the turkey in and set it down the middle of the table. Family first. Your daddy wanted this, and I promised him on his dying bed that I'll bring you two together. It's my fault that I didn't do it sooner. You think? But I didn't know how to. I mean, y'all beat each other up in the in the in the fucking will reading. That's not her. That's obviously me. Uh, yeah, she was gonna do it at the will reading until y'all fought. But if Joni had done that, if Joni had talked to them like at the will reading, all of this shit could have been worked out. I mean, except for Gavin, literally. No, because if they had worked out, then she would have known about the house situation. They could have calmed down and talked it out. And then she could have rented the house to uh, kid with no issues. But I mean, it worked out the way it needed to work out because Gavin's a piece of shit regardless. Obviously, he's a cheating, abusive-ass son of a bitch who doesn't want to fight men. So there it is. It's my fault that I didn't do it sooner, but I didn't know how. Now that you two have got yourself in a pickle, we need to work through this. Fuck what my auntie was saying. I didn't want to hear it, and I definitely didn't want to talk about it. Obviously, my auntie did, and she wasn't letting up. Then, Annalise had to jump in and apologize to me. The way she broke down and came clean about her childhood and how her mother died had me in tears. The silence is the side eye that I'm giving this book. I hope y'all felt it. This damn pregnancy had me emotional. I'm sure that that was what played a part in me crying like that. It had to be because I wasn't a soft bitch and I certainly wasn't a forgiving one. Chapter 24. Annalise. Auntie Johnny was really slick with that move and I was shocked as shit that it worked. My relationship with my sister wasn't fixed, but it definitely got off to a better start than the first time we met. When I left there after eating a good meal and getting to know family, it was like my spirit was lifted and I couldn't stop smiling. Life was crazy. It was like one minute I was good and the next one I was falling apart. Luckily, James came into the picture at the right time. He was a friend like no other and had been nothing but a gentleman the entire time we had been dating, if that was what you wanted to call it. By this time, I was five months along and since I had never been pregnant before, I was actually enjoying this pregnancy. Having James around made everything so much easier. He was so good to me and even stayed calm after whooping my ex-husband's ass. Truthfully, I couldn't believe Gavin had come by my place to start some shit with him. Like, didn't he think I would find somebody else? Did he think he was the only man for me or something? I hope not. He wasn't shit and neither was my baby daddy. Oh, so we're not going to say that he put hands on you. He literally choked you out. I'm, I'm shocked she didn't call the cops on him. You could have gotten him disbarred. I'm shocked. Like, if you somebody puts hands on you, you call the police. I don't care if... Your man whoops they ass. That's fine and dandy. You still call the police. Fellas, normalize the fact that it is not right to put hands on women. Walk the fuck away. Like I tell my kids, I don't care what the other person did to you. I'm not judging. Well, I care about what they do to you. I'm not judging you on what the other person does to you. But I'm judging the fuck out of you for what you do in response. Now, for Annalise, I care that the man is abusive. 
For Gavin, I don't care what Annalise says to you. You do not place hands on a woman. You walk the fuck away. Walk away, bitch. I hope not. He wasn't shitting neither with my baby daddy. After that shitty discussion with Dalo that time, I hadn't spoken to him since. Whatever was going on with him, I was glad he was keeping it away from me and mine. The last thing I needed was more problems from somebody who played childish games like his ass. Getting involved with him in the first place, I never should have done, but hurt feelings made us do stupid shit. Yes, I was hurt by Gavin and Zakia's betrayal, so I wanted to do something that would hurt them right back. I shouldn't have done that, but I had no regrets at this point. I was pregnant and happy, so there was no way I was going to regret what God had blessed me with. It's okay, because now I have a family, I reminded myself as I rubbed my belly and thought about dinner. After meeting at Auntie Joni's place and clearing things up with Zakia, I felt a lot better. I mean, we weren't jumping straight into sisterhood and shit, but baby steps will likely get us to a better place. Zakia wasn't a bad person. She was just ghetto and hood as hell. Shit, I remember those days. Is nobody ever going to bring up the fact that in the first book they called her stankin' ass Lisey? Like, somebody knew her. Okay, no. Had I not moved away from Portland, I probably would have turned out just as spicy as her ass. She was just misunderstood, and that was all, and I was glad that Auntie Joni brought us together so we could put everything out on the table and move on. You ready? James asked as he walked into the room and forced my thoughts to disperse. Yep. I had an ultrasound appointment today. It was my first, and James insisted on going into work later so he could accompany me there. I had thought about contacting Dale to inform him, but changed my mind. At this point, I really wanted nothing from him. If Zakia wanted him and her kids' lives, that was fine. As for me, I didn't want any parts of Dalo. As I mentioned to him before, I wasn't even putting his name on the birth certificate. So if he was going to fight me for visitation, we were just going to have to take it to court. Frankly, I didn't think he would take it that far. I mean, he was having two other babies, so my guess was that his hands would be way too full with them to worry about me. I didn't need him, and I didn't want him, and his bad influences, I didn't want them anywhere around my baby. Here you go, beautiful. James spoke as he opened the door for me to get into his car. After sliding into the passenger seat, he shut the door and walked over to get behind the wheel. Glancing over my way, James smiled at me as he put the car in gear. Are you excited? Yes. Do you want to know if it's a boy or a girl? He asked. Well, at first I didn't want to know. I wanted to just be surprised once I had the baby. But now, I want to know. Sorry. <laughs> I want to be able to decorate the nursery and make it suitable for the gender I'm having, you know? If it's a girl, I want her bedroom to have all white furniture with a pink, white, and yellow decor. If it's a boy, I want cherry wood furniture and the decor to be blue, white, and green. Y'all really gotta let go of this idea of assigning color to gender. Okay. Okay. You got it all planned out, huh? Yes, I can't wait, I said excitedly. As James pulled into the parking lot of the hospital, he parked the car, killed the engine, and came over to my side to open my door. Always a gentleman. We walked into the medical center hand in hand and headed to the elevator. Once we made it to the fourth floor where the imaging center was, you could imagine my surprise when I saw Dela waiting to get on the elevator. He was with a very pregnant Hispanic female that I assumed was Carmen, and judging by the look on her face and the way she was breathing, I could tell she was in a lot of pain. Right off, I wondered if she was in labor. As I thought about it, Dalo looked at me but didn't say anything. Shit, I didn't care because I had my own man anyway.
As we stepped off the elevator, they stepped on. I could feel his eyes burning a hole in the back of me and I was glad when I heard the elevator door close when we were walking away. You good? James asked. Yep. Couldn't be better. Walting right up to the counter, I signed in and James sat with me for about 10 minutes before my name was called. Together, we stood and walked through the door and then was led to examination room 3. As James plopped in the vacant chair, I sat on the table. As soon as I got positioned, the technician walked in and introduced herself as Dana. After raising my shirt, the gel was placed on my belly. Before rolling the wand over my midsection, she asked a couple of questions as she looked at the doctor's orders. After she typed some information into the computer, she finally began the ultrasound. As she moved the small handheld device around, I saw my little baby on the screen. Laying there stunned as the tech took measurements, I couldn't stop smiling. That's your baby's head, she said as she pointed. That's the little body in the spine, the little heartbeat. She turned up the volume and tears sprang in my eyes as I listened to my baby's heart rapidly beating. That heartbeat is normal, right? Yes. A normal heart rate is between 120 to 160 beats a minute, so your baby's heart is fine. Do you want to know what you're having? Yes, please, I beamed. Dana rotated the wand in between the baby's legs and said, You're having a little girl. I had jokes, because if this was Gavin's kid, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to push that past us, but if this was Gavin's kid and they said it was a girl, remember, Gavin's got a short, strong dick. So they could be wrong, but it's not going to be Gavin's kid, right? Okay. A girl, I cried with more tears. I was too excited to be having a baby girl. I could only hope that she looked like me and didn't take shit after Dalo's ass. Beaming over at James, who was smiling as if he had found out he was having a girl, I grabbed his hand tighter and let the happy tears flow. He couldn't look any prouder than if he was a father. A little girl who will look as beautiful as her mama, he complimented. I pray so, I said with my emotional self. You narcissistic. Dana took a few more measurements before printing out pictures of the baby for me. She handed the pictures to me and I stared at my little baby. I'll forward the information to your doctor, Dana said. Thank you. As we left the office feeling really good, I appreciated the support that James had offered me over the past few months. He had really come through and stepped up for me. I never thought that after everything I'd been through with Gavin and Dalo that I'd be so dependent on another man so soon. Neither did we. But I understand. This book has you as somebody who just can't be without anyone like she's literally been with Gavin since she was a teenager and then she jumped to Dalo and like after three weeks and then she's with James so honestly I didn't really trust James in the beginning but he had done more than enough to prove to me that he cared about me I cared a lot about him too he had really become my rock during this time who would have thought that a simple conversation over coffee to discuss Gavin's firing from the law office would lead to this? It was totally innocent so far, but who knew where things would go? Ding, beep, buzz. My phone chirped a signal in a text message about five hours after I had gotten home. I picked up, unsure of who it was. Seeing that it was a message from Zakia, I immediately became edgy because you just never knew with her. I opened the text, and it was a picture of the Carmen chick announcing the birth of her and Dalo's baby in a post on Facebook. Well, damn, I exclaimed. I guess she was in labor when I saw him. You all right, babe? 
James asks from the kitchen. Yeah, I'm cool. All right, the food is almost done. Thanks, babe, I said with a smile. Fuck the word babe. I don't even barely call my wife babe anymore because of these fucking books. They don't have nothing else. Boo, sweetheart, honey, dear, honey baby, big booty cutie, uh, boo thing. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. But that's all that they say. Like, fuck that shit. Babe and boo. And they don't even say boo to their significant other. They say boo to the girls. Like, come on now. Boo this whole thing. I wasn't even bothered by that picture mess from Zakia. I mean, I could care less what was going on with Dalo and his other baby mama. I had taken myself out of the equation completely. As far as I was concerned, I was not one of Dalo's baby mamas. Even though biologically, my baby was his, that was his only connection to me and my child. Whatever went on between him and the other two were on him. Shaking my head at the madness, I sent Zakia a response to let her know I didn't give a fuck. Me. Send him a gift, sis. Better yet, congratulate him. She wasted no time texting back. Zakia. Girl, bye. I just wanted to let you know. Me. Thanks for the info, but I really don't care, sis. That's his business, not mine. TTYL. This time, Zakia didn't respond. I hoped I didn't make her feel some kind of way, but I just didn't want to involve myself in his business. Fuck Daylo. So that's one down and two to go. I'm shocked. I really did think that they were going to say, okay, that's somehow his baby. Also, James is going to be like Joe. Like, he's going to be a good dude. I still don't I still don't like Babe, though. I don't. Chapter 25, Daylo. While I was with Carmen at her doctor's appointment, her water broke while we were waiting to be called back. The contraction started almost instantly, forcing the obstetrician to immediately send us to the hospital. As the elevator opened on the ground floor, you could imagine my surprise when I saw Annalise and some dude standing there waiting to get off. She acted like she didn't even see me, though I had my eyes directly on her. However, as much as I wanted to say something to her, I couldn't do it. I had to rush my girl to the hospital because she was in labor. Thank God the hospital wasn't but five minutes away. We basically left one parking lot and went to another one. As I helped her inside and into the emergency room, she squeezed my hand tightly. Ow! She cried as a medical worker came running towards us with a wheelchair. Carmen eased down and then tried to remember the breathing technique she was taught. As she rubbed her belly, I squeezed her shoulder to let her know I had her back. Once she was placed on the monitor and IV, the anesthesiologist came to give her the epidural. After she got the shot in her back, she was much happier and a couple hours later, we welcomed our baby boy into the world. Once the doctor had left the room, Carmen smiled happily as she crowded our baby against her bare chest. He was such a perfect and handsome little boy, too, with his big brown eyes and curly, silky black hair. His skin complexion was so light, I almost questioned if that baby was mine. But then, I thought back to how light Deshaun and Delinda were when they were born. Not only that, but Carmen was Hispanic, so of course, our baby would be a lighter skin complexion. You want to hold him? she asked. Yeah, I mean, that's my boy, I enthused. As Carmen handed the baby to me, I sat with him on the chair while holding him close. As I looked into my little boy's eyes, he started sucking his hand. Babe, I think he's hungry, I said as I stood up and handed the baby back to her. Boldly whipping out her breast. It ain't bold, she's breastfeeding, fool. Like, y'all are, y'all, y'all are women, y'all wrote this. Why is it? 
you think the dudes don't know the women breastfeed? Like, look, it's not bold to feed your child. I wish somebody would have said something to my wife when she pulled out a titty to feed my son. I would, I'd slap the fucking french fries out your hand. Yeah, she gonna breastfeed in McDonald's. What the fuck you gonna say? Drink your fucking shake. He is. Boldly whipping out her breast, Carmen held her son closely as he latched on like a hungry calf. Come on now, for real. I hadn't had sex in almost a month, and looking at Carmen's titty had my dick standing tall as fuck. She already had a nigga counting down the days to get back up inside her nice, tight stash. Stash? What the fuck? Seeing that that was eight weeks away, I had to look into something to keep me good until then. That just meant I had to go to Zakia and hope she'd give me some. I knew for sure I couldn't count on Annalise for any more pussy. She had blocked my number from her phone and my profile from her Facebook page. She didn't want shit to do with me at all. Frustrated as hell, I ended up staying at the hospital with Carmen for the next two days. And on the third day, her and Daylon were released. I was trying to get her to name the baby Daylo Jr., but she wasn't having it. However, she was willing to compromise and name him Daylon Demarcus Martinez Hearns. I didn't know why we had to put Martinez in there. But Carmen explained that that was the way they named their kids in her country. The baby had to have both last names. It was cool because the baby belonged to both of us. Yes! We finally get to get up out of here! I chanted happily once we left the hospital. I mean, nobody asked you to stay, nigga. You just lived there for two days. The nurse was probably like, oh, what the fuck is he doing here? Carmen must have been under the impression that I was about to come inside and stay there with her. But after three days in the hospital, I was ready to go home. I needed a shower and I needed to change. Nigga, nobody told you you had to stay there without going home and washing your ass. What? You're leaving? She asked as I carried our son inside and set his car seat on the sofa. Babe, I've been cooped up with you and the baby in the hospital for days. I just need a little break. I promise I won't be long, I said with no idea when I'll be returning. Alright, you're a great baby daddy. I've been cooped up with you and our newborn son in the hospital for three days. I need a break already. The fuck? You better not be, she warned. Kissing both her and the baby on the cheek, I stood up right and smiled at them. Get some rest while Daylon is asleep. I'll be back before you know it. As Carmen snuggled beneath the covers and closed her eyes, I hightailed it out before she could call me back. Heading my apartment first, I rushed inside and washed my ass. After I was done, I sprayed some cologne and brushed my teeth. Once I was satisfied with what I saw in the mirror, I headed out the door. It didn't take me long to get to Zakia's place, and her car was in the driveway, so I knew she was there. Using my key, I let myself in the house and called out to Zakia. Zakia, where you at, girl? I asked. What the fuck do you want? She asked as she waddled uncomfortably into the living room. And why the hell you let yourself in my damn house? This is my house, too. Don't forget that shit. I thought you got this house for me and the kids. I did. But you think I'm going to put my name in the house and not have shit to do with it? I wish I would have known that this is our house from the jump. What would you have done differently? You needed a place to stay and I got you one. Now, I need you to show me how grateful you are, I said. The fuck does that mean, she asked angrily. It means I need some pussy, mama, I whispered as I rubbed my dick against her backside. I ain't fucked in a month and I'm horny as fuck. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not mad 
at this statement. I'm just I'm disappointed. And yet I know that this is how some folks think. This is how some men think. Like, I got you the house, so I own you. I was actually thinking, why the fuck did you let him keep a key? But I I bought this house. Now I I own you. And I'm going to come and get pussy whenever I want is his mindset. I hope she kicks him in the nuts again. Well, you can go back and get that shit from one of your other baby mamas because you sure ain't getting it from me. She said as she removed herself from my grip. Carmen just had the baby, I said. So fucking what? Go get some pussy from Lisey. You know damn well I don't fuck with your sister like that no more. I don't care who you fuck with, Dalo. Like, seriously, if you think I'm about to open my legs for you right now, you better think again, she huffed. Damn, bae. You gonna do your baby daddy like that? I asked. Fucking right, Zakia fussed. First of all, I'm uncomfortable as fuck. Second, you ain't checked on me in two fucking months. And third, I don't want none from you. Zakia, please, baby. Do your nigga a solid. I know if I ain't had none, you ain't had none either, I said. I know you want some. You one of the horniest chicks I know, especially when you're pregnant. Dalo, leave me alone, she said. But by the way her body was reacting to my touch, I knew she wanted some. That's not the way this shit works. Bodies react. It is literally called an involuntary reaction. If you touch a woman... Let me see. What's the most graceful way? Fuck that. That's This is the Ratchet Book Club. If you... Finger a woman, if you are running your finger up and down the, if, 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 you, if you're rubbing her clit, if you're touching her labia, if you got her finger in her, first of all, go fuck yourself. But secondly, her body is going to react. That doesn't mean she wants you. Also, go fuck yourself. Okay, you are literally in this woman's personal space, her house, in her personal bubble, her body, and you are touching her and you think she's getting a reaction out of you when everything she's saying is telling you that she don't want to fuck with you. Who the shit? Taking my chances, I slid my hand between her legs and nibbled on her neck, causing her to release a moan. Yeah, I already knew she was about to give a nigga some. It didn't even matter if she gave me any head. At this point, I just needed to feel her pregnant pussy wrapped around my dick. To keep things moving, I caressed her throbbing clip with my thumb as I shoved two fingers in her wet kitty. All the while, I continued to suck on her neck because I knew that was her weak spot. After a couple minutes, I could feel her cream leaking onto my fingers. I gently pulled her panties off and quickly pulled my dick out before she could change her mind. Shit, I groaned as I thrust my dick inside her while she leaned against the sofa arm for support. Oh shit, fuck, Zakia hollered as I began to pummel her coochie from behind. She tried to push me out of her, but I was lost in Punani heaven. Punani, I haven't heard that word in a long time. As she continued to whimper and try and get my dick out of her, I could feel my nut about to burst. Yes, nigga, you're raping her. Right now. Right now. Oh my god, she cried. As soon as I released my load inside of her, all that fluid gushed all over my dick and the front of my pants caused me to pull out quickly. What the fuck, bae? I know you ain't piss on me. That shit was nasty as fuck, but it didn't smell like pee. I told you. I think, I think, she looked like she was in pain. I'm in labor. Aw, oh, shit. Not again. Oh, my God, she cried as she hunched forward. I think something's wrong. Okay, okay, I exclaimed as I put my dick away. I didn't even have a chance to clean up. Seeing Zakia in distress, I quickly tried to help by pulling her panties up, but she stopped me. Leave them. They're fucking wet, boy. Snatching them all the way off, I held on to her and hurried to help her to my car. I couldn't believe I was going through this shit again. On the same damn day my other son was released. 
I didn't even have a chance to rest before I was rushing back to the fucking hospital. Let me call your doctor and let him know that your water broke, I said, because the kid had been using the same OB since we had Deshaun. Why is this shit happening so fucking early? I told you not to stick your dick. Ow! I knew she was mad and in pain. It wasn't my fault that I needed to fuck. I tried to stop myself, but I couldn't help it. I was worried, though, because the kid was only 30 weeks long, so she still had two months left to go. That had me really scared for her and the baby. Shit, maybe I pushed my dick in too hard. If something happened to the baby, I'd have no one to blame but myself. If it wasn't for me running over there thinking about my own needs, we wouldn't be heading to the fucking hospital right now. Kicking myself, I put my blinkers on and drove as fast as I could to the hospital, praying that we wouldn't get pulled over. Thankfully, we didn't and we made it in record time, but she was in so much pain by then that she was in tears. Veering into the lot, I parked in front of the emergency entrance and laid on the horn. Within seconds, medics rushed out with a wheelchair. While they helped her in it, I explained that the kid was 30 weeks and her water bag broke about 45 minutes ago. Rushing her inside, I stayed behind so I could park my car on the lot. As I got back out to check on Zakia, I thought about how I'd just left here hours ago. The front of my pants and boxes were wet as fuck, so I hoped I didn't smell as foul as I felt. I couldn't believe I was going through this shit so soon after Carmen gave birth, especially when Zakia wasn't due for another two months. Something wasn't right, and all I could do was pray that the baby would be okay. He just had to be. Where'd they take her? I asked the medic that wheeled Zakia inside. Instead of telling me, I was led upstairs to her room where I found her in a lot of pain and waiting on an epidural. I felt so bad for her. I knew that I pushed her too far with that dick. Selfish ass. I'm sorry, baby, I told her as I wiped the sweat off her forehead. Stop it, Dalo. Zakia fussed and made faces for the next few hours. That was when she finally pushed her last push and delivered our son but he wasn't breathing. No, she cried. Please, you have to save my baby. All I could do was put my head in my hands. This is all my fucking fault. Yeah, that bitch karma was real, and I was feeling her wrath at that moment. But why did my son have to suffer because of it? Why? 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 I mean... I'm just trying to think of what jokes I can and can't say at this point in time because, you know, I want to be sensitive to the fact that she just lost her child. Which is never anything to make jokes about. Also, he raped her and that's never anything to make jokes about. So I'm going to walk past both of those. I'm not even going to make jokes. That sucks. That would be straight up heartbreaking. I mean, for... Zakia. Dalo's a selfish fucker. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh my god, but he says he's a good father. He claims it so. Golly. Damn. Epilogue. That's where they fucking end the book, was that? And now we get an epilogue where it's a year later so they can wrap everything up. Things couldn't be going better for me. I gave birth to a healthy baby girl who was now nine months old. Six months ago, I got my real estate license and in just three weeks, I will walk down the aisle again and become Mrs. James Knox. Oh, and let me not forget to mention my sister Zakia. 
things are a hell of a lot better between us now than before. I couldn't believe how far I had come in just one year. My little girl was a highlight of my life, though. I wanted to pretend that I didn't know why I hadn't wanted a baby before, but I knew it was because Gavin and I weren't a good fit to be parents. At least not together. Now James, he was a great father figure for my little girl. In fact, he was the only father she knew. He wanted to take the necessary steps to adopt Alicia, but I knew that Dela would never sign over his parental rights. It was funny to me that after all the fuss and Dela had done while I was pregnant, I hadn't heard from him but three times since I had the baby. It was quite fine with me though because I didn't want shit to do with his bum ass anyway. He would be a horrible role model for my daughter and so I didn't want him to be any kind of influence in her life. With Dela in the wind and my home life flourishing, there was nothing to fret about. The only thing left to do was enjoy and look forward to my future because with Alyssa and James in it, I knew it would be a slice of heaven at the least. Michaela. So this is now Michaela's epilogue. Over the past year, my life had been going better than ever. My relationship with Tommy was a thing of the past. No fucking kidding. He's fucking dead. And me and Joe were now expecting our fourth child. God damn it. It was bound to happen after we upped our sex life and spent some more time together. Once or twice a month, we got babysitters for the kids and went out for date night. We communicated a lot better too. And that was the most important thing of all. Without communication and trust, our marriage would have ended in divorce. As long as we wanted to be married to each other, it would work out just fine. I was extremely confident that the past was behind us and our future was bright as fuck. Now today, I had a doctor's appointment and I couldn't wait. I just wanted to make sure my little one was okay. Not that I had any doubts, but you just never knew. Once leaving there and finding out everything was fine, I couldn't stop myself from smiling. When I thought about what God had brought me and my family through, I couldn't do nothing but thank him. My marriage was not only healed, but things for my best friend Annalise was going great as well. Her beautiful little girl Alyssa was my goddaughter and I loved her to pieces. James was the best man she could have ended up with because neither Gavin nor Dela was about shit. Oh, 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 but a few chapters ago, you loved Gavin and uh, Annalise's relationship and you wanted them to get back together. You could still go fuck yourself, Michaela. Ain't nothing changed. Oh, how I miss my Lisey and my sister Tara who moved to Atlanta. At least I still have my cousin Nina. She and I were now closer than ever since she was the last one of my family members left in Houston. It made me realize that each person in my life was important. However big or small your circle was, keep the valuable ones close and never forget to tell each one of them you loved them. Life was definitely too short. I don't give a fuck. I am very disappointed in this ending. For her. I am I am extremely disappointed. Like, I don't want her to get a happy ending. I don't think she deserves one. I think she's a sociopath. <sighs> Gavin. Things this year have been murderous on me. Annalisa divorced my ass and moved on with James's bitch ass. What possessed her to fuck that nigga when she knew he used to be my co-worker? That was some lame ass bullshit. I hated that Annalisa moved on from me so quickly. It was like as soon as she found out about me and Zakia, she started fucking around with her baby daddy. She wasted no time jumping on Dalo's dick, and when that shit didn't work out, she quickly rebounded and jumped on James's dick. Like, damn. She hadn't even given her pussy enough time to recover from any of the dicks before him. Anyway, I finally got my practice up and running a few months ago. It had been successful also. I had clients coming out of my ass these days. So much so that I had to bring in a business partner. I didn't really trust many people because of how many times I had been screwed over. Nigga, you screwed yourself. 
You screwed yourself over and over again, so I don't I don't get it. Okay. Nevertheless, I screwed over quite a few people my damn self, so I had no one to blame for my karma but myself. As far as dating went, I hadn't indulged because I just needed a chance to heal. When it was the right time for me to find someone, I was confident that God would send her to me. Until then, I would just let my job keep me busy and keep stacking that paper. One thing that I'm, I'm you know what, I'm going to hold off on it and see how this next thing goes. Dela. When describing the last year of my life, I didn't even know where to begin. Things between me and Carmen started out so good. But then she found out about me sleeping with Zakia when she went into labor. Yeah, considering she had just given birth three days before, she was not happy. Kicked my black ass out as soon as she found out eight months ago. For two months, I ran back and forth with Zakia to the hospital. Our baby boy had been the Niku since his birth because he only weighed two pounds and ten ounces. Zakia had been really emotional since the birth, especially when he wasn't breathing when he first came out of the womb, but it didn't take long for him to let out a little cry. It sounded like the bob of a little lamb, but it was beautiful all the same. I had never been so happy to hear a sound in my entire life. Then, to top it off, I finally got my junior. Zakia knew she had me after that. It was definitely Carmen's loss for throwing me out. It put me just where I needed to be. Right with Zakia. There was no denying that I still had love for her, and she had three kids by me. To be honest, it felt damn good to be there for Zakia to lean on when she stressed about our son. Soon after he was clear with a clean bill of health, I had heard that Annalise had our little girl. I had contacted her to see if I could see our daughter, but she cussed me out. Not giving up, I kept reaching out to her and actually got through a few times, but it was always the same thing. Of course, I could have given up and signed my rights away because I knew that's what she wanted. But I didn't want to do that. I had four other kids and I was daddy of the year to them. I wasn't signing shit because that was like I didn't give a fuck about my child. Nothing or nobody could ever make me say fuck my kid. You know what? Dalo is Annalise's dad. Dalo's story is Annalise's dad's story. That's probably why he gave Annalise all the property and money and shit. Annalise's mom probably didn't want to have shit to do with him because he was a player and so she kicked him out, and so he went and found the next person to stay with them, and that was Zakia's mom. But he never forgot about Annalise. Annalise's dad was father of the year to these other ones, taking care of them, providing for their every need and everything. But I'm sure that every time that Annalise's dad tried to call to check up on Annalise, her mom checked him. And so now here we are, and he dies, and the only thing he could do is give Annalise the house and the money. One day, hopefully, Annalise will realize that our little girl needed me just as much as she needed her mama. Until then, I was just going to keep rocking it out with Zakia. That girl had been my backbone when nobody else wanted me. I didn't realize how much stress I was under hating my own sister. Once we made up, it was like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. I felt like I was finally able to breathe better. As for me and my relationship with Dalo, things between us have been going great. I wasn't even worried about another bitch taking my spot because I knew I had it on lock. I just didn't know how much on lock I had this nigga until he started showing me just how much I meant to him. When he planned a special dinner for us, I was shot beyond belief. I couldn't believe he could be that romantic. Then, when he got down on one knee and pulled out a ring, I was definitely speechless. What are you doing? I gasped anxiously as I tried to be still. You know how Adam had Eve as his rib and shit? 
he asked. I didn't know what he was getting at. Maybe he was serving ribs for dinner. In any case, I nodded my head. Well, I realize that you're my rib. Zakia, I ain't never asked somebody to marry me before, so that's all I got. I love you, and I don't want to live without you in my life. So, will you marry a nigga? If he didn't have a ring in my face, I would have busted out laughing. But since he did, a bitch couldn't help but tear up. Oh, and hold my hand right on out to be blinged out. Yeah, I'll marry a nigga as long as that nigga's you, I said as we laughed. Slipping the ring on my finger, Dalo kissed me like never before. I haven't felt the butterflies like I did the very first time. Yay, yay, Daylinda and Deshaun were cheering while Junior hot player flew in his playset. I love you, Dalo confessed. I love you too, baby, I replied as I wrapped my arms around him. Who would have thought that after everything we've been through, we get to this point? Engage with three kids. I know I sure didn't. The end. Feel like they rushed through that book to get to the conclusion. Um, the part about the baby was some good drama. I like that. And I'm glad that the baby ended up being okay because I'm telling you, it's scary having a baby in the Niku. So I'm glad that all worked out. Um, fuck Gavin. I'm glad James is there. Fuck Michaela. I don't like that she got a happy ending. But overall, I'm glad this series is over. <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't have to read no more of this shit. Oh my God. That's just too much ratchet for one spot. I mean, it's too much ratchet from one author. I started to feel like I knew these people and that was a problem. This, it, at some point I got to go back to old thought next door and I probably will really soon. Like really soon. Like really, really, really soon. 916-633-1537 ratchetandratchet at gmail.com is the email address uh, ratchet book club on twitter you can leave a dm there uh, I'm here like hit me we'll talk I promise I'm a good talker I talk a lot um, but anyways thank y'all so much for listening I greatly appreciate it y'all be good peace Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,